Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. What a privilege it was to talk to my next two guests, Edward Watts and Wad Al-Hatib. We, we talk about their new film, For Sama, and this is a brilliant uh, piece of documentary filmmaking, a brilliant piece of storytelling. It's journalism, it's narrative, it's it's human and it's raw and it's real. It's it's some of the most honest and authentic uh, filmmaking I think I've I've ever seen. Uh, and it's a must, uh, a must see. Uh, it's a documentary that um, people will be writing essays about, and people will be going back to for for quite some time. It seems to me it won the uh, Grand Jury uh, Best Doc feature and also Best Audience feature at South by Southwest this year. It's going to be premiering as well here in Canada at uh, Hot Docs coming up uh, very soon. And look for it uh, getting a theatrical release. And if if you can't get it there, and you're listening to this way beyond uh, the the actual theatrical and hot docs. Look for it uh, online, video on demand. This really is about uh, something that's so explosive and so simple, this this raw, this human, this real experience. It's about the strength of the human spirit. Spirit. It's it's about courage and, and it's about making choices and responsibility. It's about just how, how to be a better human and uh, giving us a, a, a lens, a uh, um, a way to step into somebody else's story uh, in a way that I think you've never seen before. It's about uh, justice and, and about uh, building towards a better future and about being being an activist and, and, and rolling up our sleeves and, and, and getting involved in some way, shape, or form. And I think you're going to be convicted and uh, engaged uh, in the conversation, but more importantly, in the film. So definitely check that out. Coming right up. Wad Al-Hatib and Edward Watts talking about their new film for Sama. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my speaking and writing, and you can get a hold of me there. And face-to-facelive.ca. Don't forget, uh, we've over 400 interviews with filmmakers and writers and philosophers and comedians and magicians talking about, uh, you know, uh, 
social change in one way or another and conversations about things that matter where film ideas and social change meet face to face you can support us on patreon you can also leave a quote uh, or a review for us on itunes i would certainly appreciate it uh, appreciate that share it with your friends sign up for our newsletter if you want to advertise on face to face you absolutely can do that as well reach out to us we'll make sure that happens and get back to you and also rabble.ca for more Interviews and blogs and posts about things that matter. Coming right up, Wad El-Hatib and Edward Watts talking about their new film, For Sama. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests here with us uh, today on Face to Face Live. Uh, we have Wad Al-Hatib with us and Edward Watts, the directors of the new film, For Sama, going to be here at uh, Hot Docs in Toronto uh, in the next few days. Thank you to you both for joining me here on Face to Face. Thank you for having us, David. Thank you, David. Thanks. So, so, so uh, before we step in into you know talking about the film and and some of the history behind it and 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 some of the challenges you guys both must have faced, first I want to say congratulations and thank you um, for for such a brilliant, uh, engaging, and, and challenging film that 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 allowed. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, Wad Edward, I felt I felt uh, privileged uh, to be a part of this story and and. Um, I think this one's going to resonate with me for a long, long time. So congratulations and, and thank you to you both. Thank we, you. Yeah, thank we you. really appreciate that. I mean, to, yeah, to have such kind words from you, yeah, it means a lot. Yeah, and that's exactly what we wanted from the film more than any, like, awards or any, like, participation. It's about the people, how we... Yeah, the how human can, reaction. Yeah, yeah. How could they really understand the, the, the point of the film and the message that we want to reach out so so speaking of awards uh can can one of you tell us a little bit about the the most recent one south by southwest yeah i mean it was well it's a great honor but uh, our world premiere was at south by southwest in march and uh yeah we were privileged enough to win the grand jury uh prize for best documentary feature and then we also won the audience award for yeah. best documentary <laughs> feature which was wow incredible but i mean as wad says like the award was incredible amazing we were so grateful but what was more special in a way was just to see how the audience responded we had a south by southwest crowd i'm sure like the hot docs crowd was a wonderful welcoming audience we got a standing ovation which yeah. was like unheard of we were both like crying at one point mm. and you know because to see that response from people and i was very worried about how the people will react because i know that the film is very tough film is very sensitive and it has a lot of like uh, uh, maybe bad things to watch. So um, I was very expecting that some people will be like, will leave the film before it will finish. And I was very, so very tough, surprised yeah. how people were amazing with the reaction. And that's actually what was um, uh, expl- uh, explained when we got the audience award. Also, it was really, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Well, congratulations on that, and I I hope that's the beginning of a long list of awards and and great audience reaction and great Q and A's and and stand, and standing ovations to come. Let's let's hope for that. Let's trust for that. Um, so so before I'm not we, demanding that, by the way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Before we so before we really get into sort of the film, t- t- tell us a little bit about the production itself and who was involved to actually make this happen to get this film up there on the screen for us to see. Actually, this film is amazing. Like, uh, 
cooperations between many many great uh, like let's say a production company which is like it was first from Channel 4 News with RTM production for Channel 4 and BBS Frontline and these like amazing different teams from different like backgrounds from different like experience make the film really really uh, actually as I really want it to be yeah, they were so supportive to us throughout the process. I mean, it was a very, obviously, WAD had been filming for five years in Aleppo. And then the process of what, after she left Aleppo and putting the film together, it was two years. It was a long journey, a big evolution. Mm. And those guys stuck with us through the whole journey. They supported us all the way. They gave us the space that we needed to to try and, you know, find the film and find the film as it finally is. So. And maybe this is the point when we can really say thank you for them. Yeah, big <laughs> thanks to them. And for letting us do whatever, what I really do believe, which, what should be uh, rich, like the people outside and the unusual process that they all were very supportive and helpful to like, just give us all the, uh, like the power to do whatever we really believe in. So five five years of shooting and two years of, of editing, is that right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. So how did how did the two of you find each other? Uh, actually, I was in, I was filming all these like footage through the years without a very a clear point or plan of what I will do in this process. So uh, I was just like trying to record each moment and each like things happen happening in Aleppo as I was expecting that I will not be survived mm. uh, and when I uh, in 2016 I was working for Channel 4 News in Aleppo uh, and they broadcast a really great uh, news report at Inside Aleppo it's called all like in one series called Inside Aleppo and when I left um, Aleppo in 2016 in December uh, I came to London in two, 1st of 2017, and I met with Niveen, which is one of the exec producers, and she introduced me to Ed and Siobhan. Siobhan, she's also like an uh, executive producer Jesus, yeah. for Terror Because these and, guys knew I was obsessed with Syria, and I've been, you know, always it. saying, like, we need to see more on Syria, we need to do this and that, and I'd made a film about ISIS and stuff, and so... When WAD appeared, and they said to you, because no one knew, I think, uh, like the WAD had all this like incredible archive, right? right? There was a yeah, like Channel Four News recognized that there's a lot of things, but we we had no idea what could we do in these things. And then when we met all like four of together, we we felt that you no, know, we discussed some ideas, and then we said no, no, there is, should be like a process to actually have the decision what we should do in this. And uh, then we like start this process of watching everything, and then like uh, start like thinking what the line that we are should working on, and what the ideas, what anything could be. Yeah. Wad, Wad, when you started recording back in when was it? I guess around April. April. I think I find it interesting. April twenty. Is it April twenty ninth, twenty twelve, two thousand and twelve? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I yeah I started very early like when the revolution started i first was uh, like uh, participate as a protest as a protester uh, with the uh, demonstrations in Aleppo university and uh, i like with with many like as as many activists there i was starting recording everything like as uh, demonstrations protests uh, stands anything 
could just like give the feeling that there is a revolution was happening in Syria as a like response for the regime who was like saying that there's nothing happening in Syria. He, they denied everything was happening. Right. So the only like thing I could do just like to document these things. There was there a desire? Um, would you say were you driven by this sense of not just activism and journalism, but this was about somehow telling the real story. I mean, certainly after watching for Sama, that is a conclusion I think I could easily make. But when you started recording, were you aware of sort of where this story might head? Did you realize the implications of what it was you were doing at the time? Uh, actually, there was like no plan for what I'm doing, but the only thing that I felt is that I'm living now this very like unique things mm. which i've never accepted to have before and i felt that this is the only way to fight for like my belief for my like uh, uh, better future and like through the years i i was like i was i wasn't have any like idea or any feeling of what i will do in this but the only thing that was this is what make me uh, alive and this is what make me there's a reason for being there to document uh, the people life there and this is the only way to uh, actually really like fight for what I really believe in and and that's exactly what I think we have in this film you know you put your finger on it in the sense of it is the truth really what WAD captures is this human truth free of like any political you know twisting or mm -hmm. any attempt to color the narrative it is this like raw human experience and you know, what we settled on in the end was just this feeling that you are wad through this film. You lived in Aleppo, basically. And the first, like, time when I really decided, like, I really should turn, like, the record on uh, through all the, in every day, in every moment, in every, like, event, whatever was happening was when I lost one of my close friends. Uh, I was like recording a lot and all the people around me say like stop filming all the time we don't need the camera all the time and they feel uncom uncomfortable in anything we are doing while the camera was there and then when we lost this friend we really like find out that no we we should have like record everything from the beginning and that's why I still like just the record on all the time until like the very the very end. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you did for so many reasons. And I think, I think, I honestly think history will look back at, at this film as as being a bit of a watershed moment for 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 a lot of different reasons. You know, uh, Wad, you you shot. I hope so. I, yeah, well, I I believe it. I truly believe it. So you shot. You have a great shot near the beginning of the film of. I'm going to guess they're students. Uh, I think you're at the university, uh, and and they're they're yeah. spray they're spray painting. Uh, some, some, I guess, statements of, of, about freedom on the walls. And I think they, they used the line or something to the effect of we're overthrowing the government on the walls. And is, is, that, yeah. is, is that the sense that you had when you were filming? This was an act of resistance. You were, you were pushing back. You were rebelling by capturing these images, knowing that maybe, just maybe, I'm going to be able to tell this story one day? Yeah, actually, I, I felt in the beginning of the revolution to do the news, like, uh, reported in these things. And at that time, like, you shouldn't be speak when you are filming anything. You shouldn't be, like, filming and participating in the same time in the in the uh, protest. Because if you publish anything and you were, like, uh, part of the uh, local, like, channels 
which they are controlling uh, like it's not controlled but it's kind of controlling how the new the this this uh, material should be uh, out for for mm. the other like people around the world so um, one of my like cousins told me if you want to film and you want to publish this this uh, videos you shouldn't be part of the protest but you should you should be around you shouldn't be like speak while you are filming and I felt it it's very hard for me because like the exciting of being in middle of revolution I couldn't like really uh, didn't do this so I know that at that time I I I felt in the most important things to do as like delivery the news out of the country but I I felt that one day this will be very important so as you you can see in that moment or many other moments around I was just like documenting everything whatever it was as like this is my life our life uh, the life that we would like to have as Syrians Edward you know you used the phrase you you used the phrase raw human experience and I think I think I've I've already sort of described the film to a few people to my wife Elizabeth and there's something f for me that you know at times it was difficult to watch there's no question these are these are hard images these are but they're real images and this is going on around us each and every day in a variety of different ways and so I I just I said yeah. to my wife this morning I said this is this might be one of the most human films I've ever seen uh, that's just the best thing to hear, and I'm so glad as well to hear you say that you feel it It could be a watershed moment in history, because I think that is, you know, it is an extraordinary piece. What WAD managed to do and what she's captured is a universal humanity in a part of the world mm. where, you know, it's so often filtered through these media perceptions and the manipulation of some of the parties that are involved in the conflict that wanted to categorize what was going on in Syria as a bunch of terrorists fighting against the government, you know, and I think this, uh, you know, what WAD has achieved in her filming is like, a, it is an act of resistance, you know, it shatters the propaganda completely, because you realize as an audience, as you're describing, these people are completely recognizable to me, yes. you know, this is my friend, those are my neighbors, this is my daughter, or, you know, that's my mother, or that's my child. And Yet, here is a human that I recognize being subjected to this incredible violence. Why? Because they were fighting for core principles that we all share of human dignity and human freedom. And so it's, it's explosive because it's so simple and so human. And for me too, like, I, it's very hard to me to judge what I did exactly because like, I lived this and I went through this experience and i love these people i lived with them we shared a lot of like amazing moments uh, even if it was very hard or very like beauty but this is all like was my life and it was really hard for me to judge is that okay or good or not good and as many like people who were like in Aleppo just filming we were didn't expect what the reaction of this will be or what what we will have like when people will see this but now I, I really felt that, yeah, I maybe I did like really good things. And I hope that this film will not just be like as a film or I don't want these awards to be just awards. I really want like to have real reaction who could, could really change people's lives, not just in Syria. Now in Syria, because it's for me the most important things. But I also want like people's lives in all places like Finnish. Uh, I don't want to be very like dramatical to see uh, to say these things, but I really want like 
not just the war to stop. I want everyone to have like the, the justice that we really want. We want a free Syria without al-Assad regime, without this like allies with like Russians or Iranian. Not just in Syria, but I'm 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 giving just an example for a very bad like fascist like government and uh, criminals around the world to let this lie uh, these people uh, have their lives as they want without any like control. And yeah, and that's I mean that's it. I really hope that a film like this does wake people up to what we've allowed to happen on our watch, you know, and that. A bit like you're saying, those things are still going on. I mean, it's still happening in Syria. You know, Wad and and I are constantly tracking what's happening in a part of Syria called Idlib, where they're still bombing and still shelling. Children and, are yeah. still being killed. And again, the same story again, that like Russian and the regime threatened these people to be displacement out of the last part of Syria, which people could just like leave safe without anything. Yeah. You know, so, it's... Yeah, it's... it's... I mean, it's there's so much there. I mean, honestly, we're not going to have enough time to get into it. Uh, uh, often, yeah. often when I do interviews uh, and and around, uh, particularly around great films, I mean, there's just so many places you could go. Um, but but I want to talk about a couple things, like the the human component of this, the thread that runs throughout it. How I how you you manage to to um, you got me to empathize with everyone in the film and i mean everyone i mean i was i was you wide at certain points i was i was hamza at certain points i was i was some of the, the the people on the street i mean it's really quite remarkable what you've you've done with the editing and 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 with <laughs> clearly little attempt at comedy here clearly no cgi um you know, this is you. You you couldn't get more more gritty, and yet you've allowed me to step into that. And I think that's what's so wonderful about great film and and storytelling. And 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 it's just it's just such a brilliant gift. But I was going to say, um, the the one scene in particular. There's well, there's many, but the children playing in the water and the streets of I'm assuming it's Aleppo of the bombed out streets and the broken stone yeah. and the concrete and the rebar and there yeah. they are playing in the water or or the comedy you know the comedic moment of of your friends at the hospital warming their hands on a shell that has just exploded yeah. into the building i mean the the absurdity of that and yet you know what i think that's kind of something i might have done too you know what i mean yeah uh, that's the human spirit, those sequences. Like the guys, we love the scene of the guys playing chess. Where they're <laughs> the sitting chess, around, is, you know, chess yeah. is wonderful. Wonderful scene. In the scene. shadow of that bomb building. And, like, and actually, like, at that moment, I can't feel anything amazed with this because, like, I lived there through these people. I saw this all the time. And I felt that this is the normal life that we were it's living. normal, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And exactly, like, it's the human being how could use to anything around, like, the world, just, like, to, to live... To say survive without yes. these like things, we couldn't be like still alive until now. We couldn't tell this story, and these people are are amazing, you know. Like yeah, it's, and it's not just like the people who were in the film, but the whole people who were in Aleppo who tried to like still fight for for their life, for their survive. They are really, really amazing, and maybe this is the time to tell them like I like I I own them like all the nice and the beauty things that we lived in Aleppo. And I like really would love yeah. like to I don't know like it, thank you it's very very small like course to say, to tell to any people who were like in Aleppo the white helmet the last corner mm. the everyone who was like the doctors not just in in the hospital that I filmed in but in the whole hospitals who were like just trying to treat people and let them survive 
all the activists, all the journalists, are like, there's really like uh, uncountless people to say thank you for them. And that's, and you know, the thing that is in the footage is exactly, I think, the truth of like the human spirit, basically. Like that opening scene, you see, like it's such an incredible thing to see a hospital being bombarded. And then just as the bombardment stops, everyone starts cracking jokes and right. like you're mocking each other and joshing with each other. And that is, you know, that's what human beings do, even in those most unbelievably strained well, and brutal circumstances. And Ed, doesn't isn't Sama also playful at that point? Doesn't she throw her 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 bottle down yeah, and like, kind of um, like with a little tongue in cheek? I mean, Sama is Sama. I say I don't have kids, but Sama, the kids that I know, she's very unusual one. You know, she like that line in the film. She's special. She's so special. Like, yeah, she's an extraordinary. Yeah. She she had that sense of humor, it seems, right from that early, like that shot of when she's like, what is she, one month? When she yeah. starts pretending she can't hear you yeah. and starts <laughs> laughing. Like, Three months, yeah. You know, that's... And like Naya is like two, you know, like... Naya's the, the young the, daughter yeah, of the Salim and Like now she's five years, but when she was there, like she was three and four. And she was like really understanding everything in very like shocked way. Like, yeah. But... As when she said like, Aleppo is gone, you know, like... She's just like she's wiping her yeah. mom's tears as well. Mm. Just, like these these children who really like let us really like you know, I don't know bear everything for for, yeah, for yeah. the best of future for them. Yeah. Then and with them too and like the other people who were like painting the bus, they yeah. are all really amazing. Like yeah. and they are the usual people like usual kids in Aleppo, you know. As, Standard. Yeah, yeah, they're not like special ones. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I we always say about like Wad, you know, and this relates to the broader context, like. Wad and Hamza, they are the normal Syrian people. They're not like, you know, this is what normal Syrian people were like. And this is, this. they're the norm, you know, and the extremists and the people that people in the media focus on, they're the unusual ones. They're the like outliers, basically. Thank you, Ed. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, Wad, at at one point in the film, near the end of the film, I think you, uh, you're, I think the shot was something Hamza was talking to a news channel and you talked about how these images were getting out into the world, stories were being told and are still being told and films like this and so on. And you, you, you narrate uh, the translation is no one does anything. And I've often, yeah. you know, I've worked in international development for years and have daily kind of come up against these unjust, um, you know, stories from around the world. I've done a lot of work in Cambodia and uh, Mongolia and different places and so on. I mean, this seems such, like such a trite, simple question, but, you know, how does this, how does it happen? Like I, you know, I was reflecting on, on, on Syria and, and, and just, just even this morning thinking if I lived about 80 to a hundred kilometers north of the city of Toronto and, and let's just place Aleppo in there instead, would I have really known what was going on, you know? Uh, and, and, and how engaged would I even really be? Does that make sense? Am I, am I sort of, anyway, I know there's no, no real short answer to it, but I would love to hear your thoughts both of you i i really would love to have to take this film and go to first like to the united nations mm-hmm. and go to like really see the like i don't know but like people from the russian government people like i know like the syrian government and syrian regime like well. you, you can forget about them because they are not human beings but like the russian government the all the western like you know uh governments who can really like uh, affect and like play a very good role in this like 
things. We are 2000 and like now 19, you know, and this is things still happening. I really want them to watch this and watch just, just their faces if they can really feel anything through this. I can't actually, I don't know. I, I, I mean, there's no words actually. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, mm -hmm. I think what we feel like we're coming to it from the Western point of view and what you learn from looking at uh, the film and Wad's story is just the fact that we sort of think you can't just sit by anymore in this world you know, but we think that we can, or we're reluctant to kind of, I don't know, make sacrifices. This is my personal view. We're as like cultures, as governments in the West, you know, we're reluctant to make sacrifices um, and to diminish our own situation in order to help people who live thousands of miles away. But I think, you know, all of us, we all have something at stake in the conflict in Syria, you know, and it's partly an understanding thing. People just don't get that. And so they think, why should I make a sacrifice? Why should I take a risk to help these people? And it's that apathy or that reluctance for us to kind of stand with people like Wad and Hamza that has actually led all of our societies into the complex messes that they're in now. So much can be traced to what happened in Syria. And actually, like in 2016, especially like the last month when we when we didn't knew exact didn't know exactly what will happen before like they said that they have the great solution as a displacement but and that's in that month like i like we were watching all like the people around the world who were like having demonstrations just like to to set save Aleppo, save these people and that's actually what make us really feel that no, there is hope in this world, and these people around the world really care about the other people, the other human being in another place. And I really like with many people who thought in Aleppo, like we own these people our lives. We own them because without their protest, without their act, like uh, 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 like actions, we will never be like alive and going out. But if if I want to ask what the people who have the power and the authorities do. They just like have the, uh, the the solution of let us displacement out, you know, let the regime control. Uh, let the, the regime the, do what it wants. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly what, what they want. But they didn't give give us the solution to, to be, you know, like safe in our homes, in our country. And like, I, I can't actually, yeah, I'm still very shocked because we are 2019. And in this moment, exactly, I should rise up my daughter in, in principles of freedom and democracy or like Dignity, caring, taking yeah. care about other people. While I, I know that there's maybe like no point of, of let her like mm. grow up on these things because these things is not still exist. So I'm very, I don't know, I don't want to be very like uh, desperate about these things, but we should really find out how we could really think of better future for our like kids at least. Mm. You know, there's a part uh, near the end of the film, too, I think, just to echo both of what you're saying, if I hear you correctly, uh, Hamza said something about everyone having a role. And and, and we we have a role to yep. play in, in not only our own future, but in our family's future, but the communities we live in and in the, in the globe. I mean, it's it sounds kind of, you know, crazy out there and lofty, but it really is true. The decisions we make, the clothes we buy, the, the people we vote for, the petitions we sign, how we how we actively get involved, it, it, it actually does make a difference. And I think that's one of the many things I love about about this film is it's really about responsibility and about choice. And that to Hamza's point, we all have a role to play.
Yeah, and what I mean, you guys made the toughest choice imaginable, which was to risk not only your, like, you know, these guys took the courageous decision. And I think more of us around the world need to start taking the courageous decision in, in all the different aspects of, you know, life that we all face in whatever particular challenges or conflicts are relevant to us. You know, whether it be in Toronto or Aleppo, you know, everyone is like facing significant decisions, which can, you know, without sounding overdramatic, the fate of the human race kind of depends on people taking the courageous decisions. And, you know, Wad and Hams are a, a great inspiration to us all in that. And like there's like some people around the world who are like they are not just they they don't care not just because they, they don't want to care, because they don't have the chance to see how this life could be. So, like, we, I, I do believe that this film, as like many of other films, we should still, like, go to people, let them watch this kind of thing, speak to them, like, tell them about something they, they maybe they, they don't know that it's happening in, 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 in this world. And that's exactly what, like, one of the people who said, like, what's Aleppo? And he's one of yeah, the... Yeah, he, like, he was like a guy running for mm. office, a senator or something yeah, in America. An American government. That? So he said, what's Aleppo? Like, he is the, the wrong man to be in this position who they don't know what's happening in Aleppo while you are in the U.S., like one of the big governments who, like, mm. interfere in the whole world. So, like, we really need people to be engaged. We really need people to know what was what, what is really happening. Yeah. Maybe it I'm could kidding. Be us. It, yeah. it could be I remember. Yeah, that's exactly. I remember being in Toronto and seeing, like, a great piece on the local news where they were like, imagine if Aleppo, if Toronto was Aleppo. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know the geography of that Toronto very well, but they were sort of like, yeah, everything to the east of this side of the freeway or whatever it was would be being under siege and bombarded. And we need more stuff like that to understand, like, there but for the grace of God, go we. And I, I feel some shame sometimes when I when I heard any story like that was happening through the years that I was very busy in my life in Aleppo and I, I didn't care or I didn't know that what mm. was happening. So I really believe that the human being, which they are in this planet now, they could change, like, not just their life, they could change, like, the whole... Uh, universal. All of our fate, yeah. yeah. All the universal life. All human race, exactly. But we just need the engaged. Yeah. We need to be engaged, absolutely. And then I think we need to do something about it, whatever the heck that is. But yeah, the, the idea of a, of a politician in one of the world's most powerful governments not even knowing where Aleppo is seems unconscionable to me. It seems like beyond reproach. Oh, yeah. it's or just, what it was. Yeah, or what it, or I what think it the guy was. thought Aleppo was a person. You right. know, like, who is Got Aleppo? It. I think that's what he said. Wow. Who is Aleppo? <laughs> and actually, for a response for this, I, I took a, a summer for a, a cemetery. And I like, I just like, uh, picture yeah, the picture yeah, yeah. I, I published before and I was very like attacked uh, because of this picture that why you, you, why you are using your child in, in political things or war things. But it's it, like, it's something bigger than this idea about how, how you use your child in a, in a war. But yeah. this man who could really change our life, he just doesn't have any idea what Aleppo means. Mm. And I just like I wrote on this like sign as like uh, this is Aleppo. What's justice? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that's you. That's the end of the film, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah the picture at the end. Yeah. I was in response to this guy. Basically. Oh wow, wow. You uh, yeah, you really are an activist, lad. It's fantastic. You're you're you're. Uh... Oh my God, she's such an activist. <laughs> like she's a proper. 
I can hear the. She is not. I can yeah, hear the. I can hear the. I have a lot of power. I'm still her. Now, yeah. like the new battle is Brexit. I'm coming. Brexit. <laughs> just let me this finish she, this film. I'm I'm going for the Brexit. I thing. told her she arrived in London just for our revolution. Like <laughs> the, the new battle is Brexit. Yeah, there you go. That's the uh, that's the next. Uh, is that the next film? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I, I can hear, and by the way, Wad, I, I, I know you know this, but I can hear your passion and your purpose and your commitment and your energy come out in all of this. It's really, really quite remarkable. Um, so uh, sadly, um, we're going to have to wrap up in a few minutes, but I do have a couple more things I'd love to chat with you guys about. Um, Wad, you say near the end of the film that you only see uh, the color red. Um, and And then you go on to kind of, I think, sort of raise the bigger question about you know, would would I do things the same way if I knew, you know, what I know now? Would I would I still do what I did? This, would I still have made the same decisions? And I think, you know, this for me just was just so. Uh, it was such a moment for me because it really helped to situate me in your shoes to say, what what, what kind of a decision would I have made? You know, uh, would would I have stayed? Would I have rolled up my sleeves and so on? So I'd love to hear about that. You talk about the trauma and you say even you know, even if you don't recover. So, yeah, I just wondered if you might be able to tell us a little bit more about that sense even now, you know, seven years after you started filming your first images. Uh, I will answer in another way, which I was yesterday coming back here in one taxi with uh, a guy, and he was telling me what what was happening is very awful, it's very bad, and, like, I wish, like, nothing was happening in Syria and you stay safe and everything, like, was as it was. And I was like just very angry inside myself that no, that's not what we really need. There is a heavy price, and that's what I really do believe in. For everything you do in in your life, there's a price, and the price of having a free country after like mm. 40 or 50 years of like corruption and uh, like I can't describe everything was happening in Syria in one word, but all these like awful years with none like. With, but like, I, I don't know what to say, but like, it's not a criminal, um, uh, like, uh, regime, but now it's, yeah, it's a criminal regime, and he was trying to build all these things to make the Syria as, like, a farm for his, like, uh, group. For his family. Yeah, yeah, for his family and for his group. And now, like, nothing could be as it was, whatever, like, the situation was now, but it's better than what we lived through and what we, like, could have be still until now. So I, I just like do believe that this battle and this revolution will happen now or 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 after or later. But like sooner is really be- like better. Edward, is this is this the story when you first met Wad and started to see the footage? Um, is this the story you thought you were going to land on? as, you know, director, editor, and I guess, you know, storyteller? I think we, it's an interesting one. The exact form of the story, the exact construction of how it unfolds was, you know, it took us a long period of evolution of, you know, Wad and I just like coming together, I guess, and understanding each other and understanding each other's perspective and and going on a journey into her material. I mean, I knew like from the beginning that we had this incredible human vision of 
you know, not only what the truth about Syria was, but also the truth about the female, yeah, a female perspective on conflict and the perspective of children and families, something that was quite universal. So that was very clear to me from the beginning. But you know, how to actually tell it in a way that engaged an audience, kept them gripped, you know, kept their kept the emotions moving through the different like palette of emotions as well. The light, the dark, what we've talked about, the way that humor follows hard on from horror. Sure. Um, that was a, sure. a long and complicated process to find, to find the right place, you know, and to get to a place where we felt we'd done justice to what, what Wad and Hamza and Sama had lived through. And for me, I wasn't expecting that I have all these materials. <laughs> I knew that I filmed a lot, but I really shocked of everything all I the had. tiny bits and bobs, and yeah. Like, it was like a mosaic, amazing it was mosaic. like a big bits. mess how I organized these <laughs> things because like it's very awful. There was no time really to like uh, yeah. name all the folder or did like like really organized like files for this. Yeah. And I still have some like things which is still like missing. <laughs> but yeah, it was like no one I actually could really like. Yeah, it was like well, yeah when we first sat together, we sat for six days in Istanbul on the floor of this hotel with Timer, who's Wad's second daughter, like a couple of months old, and we were just, you know, you'd look through this stuff like. One minute it would be the most extraordinary scenes of conflict and suffering in the hospital. Next to it would be a scene of like Wad cooking a delicious Aleppan meal, you know. Then there'd be like a random shot of a cat or a <laughs> parrot with like no relation to anything. So, yeah. And was... actually, until the end, one week before we finished this, I yeah. I came I come to Ed and said like, look, I have some new footage, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, want to kill me? Like, oh, please stop. Yeah. Yes. No. No more footage, please. Yeah. We've got. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I've just what a what a pleasure uh, getting to meet you both and 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 chatting about about this this important film and and I hope everyone gets to see it and I'm going to do what I can certainly to make that happen and and I'm looking forward Thanks, to 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 maybe connecting with you both in hot docs as well. I, oh, we'd I, love that. Yeah, yeah, I I do want to sort of close and I think it makes sense to sort of close on the, the it's not quite the final shot in the film because I think, you know, people need to stay for the credits. That's a little shout out too, but but sort of the final drone shot and and is is that you uh in in walking down the street or somebody anyway? I mean, it just what a what a beautiful profound uh point of view. Actually, it's me with Sama and Hamza was shooting this. Yeah, with, Hamza was flying with, the drone with with my friend called Mahmoud. So uh, yeah, I've I've tried to do this in one idea of something, but I didn't do I didn't Such do that one. Yeah. So yeah, but we we use it in a very good place in this film. Yeah. Well, again, congratulations on a on a on a crazy and beautiful film, and and what a what a, and as you said, uh, Edward, about this the 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 raw uh, hu human experience of it all. I, again, I just want to say thanks and, and congratulations. And um, yeah, we've been we've been talking with Edward Watts and Wad Al Hatib about their new film for Sama. Thanks again to you both. Thank you, Thank very you much, so much, David. David. See you in Toronto. See you. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.